Elevates on a three. It's an air ball. Wow. And the Aces have gone the road to Rupp Arena in Lexington, Kentucky, and stunned the number one Wildcats 67-64. This is Aces on the Air, the official podcast for Evansville Athletics. Craig lines it into center field base hit. Here comes Brooks from around third. He will score. And the Aces walk it off again. Aces on the Air is brought to you by Toroni's Pizzeria and Brewery. Claim a $3 off voucher at any 2023-2024 UE Athletics event on campus. Sherry sends one into shallow right field. It's a base hit. Here comes Craig around third. There is no throw. Simon says game winner. Now here's the voice of the Aces, Jevin Redmond. This is Aces on the Air, brought to you by Tronies and powered by Learfield. Welcome in, Aces fans. I'm Jevin Redman. Glad you're with us. This week on Aces on the Air, our guest is Roosevelt Jones from men's basketball. In his second season here at Evansville, last year he was director of operations. And then this offseason, he got a promotion to assistant coach. And he has quite a bit of involvement with the offense as the Aces off to a 9-2 and start. We'll talk about that, his path into coaching, and of course, playing days. He's a 2016 Butler grad, played on some good teams that made the NCAA tournament and uh, he is top 15 in many categories at Butler so we'll talk about that plus much more this week on Aces on the Air. Before we get started I want to thank Tironis for sponsoring Aces on the Air and remind you that you can get your $3 off voucher anytime you attend a Purple Aces game on campus this year. Right now that would be Women's Basketball Mixed Family Fieldhouse. Once you arrive at the admissions table you can grab that $3 off voucher for your next trip to Tironis. Let's get to this week's conversation episode 10. Roosevelt Jones for men's basketball. Roosevelt, thanks for your time this week on Aces on the Air. Let's just start kind of with this group. Uh, off to a nice start, 9-2 and two record, a game tonight against Tennessee Tech. Let's just start your overall thoughts of this group so far through 11 games. I think the way that our team has played so far this season has been uh, tremendous just from this past season and just the way that our guys coming into this summer just wanted to buy into what we want to do as a team, with uh, whether it's offensively, defensively, just team-oriented stuff that our guys like to buy, buy into to and just the way that they put it in and now you see the product on the court like the fans see what's going on the court but they didn't necessarily see all the work that we did. Starting Honestly starting at the spring with the uh, five returners guys that we had and then going into the summer with the new guys. Like just the work these guys been putting in. They was hungry to try to make a statement from the past season so it's just glad that everybody can uh, see the product on the court now for our guys. I mentioned you got a promotion on staff in the offseason. Now an assistant coach and more in charge of the offense have more involvement. So Coach Raglan has mentioned that he wants to empower his assistant coaches more. He's done that this year. So let us know just how much involvement you have with the offense and, and about that promotion. Um, Yeah, so I, uh, me and Peter Funk, we're basically, we're just full hands on deck. Uh, Coach Raglan, uh, he kind of told me at the beginning of the summer, like things that he wanted us to run for the season. And then basically he just handed it off to me like, anything that I suggest for uh, rags or anything like he lets me put in the offense when we call plays he just lets me run he lets me make all the calls obviously we have uh, scouts and things we want to sure. do beforehand going into uh, games or uh, plays that we're going to call but he trusts me 100% and I appreciate him with that so I'm all hands on deck for the offensive play calls. How much fun has it been for you to work with this group? Because we had DJ Ballantyne on two weeks ago, and he mentioned it's not like this at, at other places, mm-hmm. how well the assistant coaches get along mm-hmm. on and off the court. So how much <clears> fun has that been for you? No, it, it's great. And uh, I know, like, at different universities, you, you hear how some coaches – 
like like DJ said, don't get along or it's like bitter environment, everything. And some of the players don't get along with each other, but that's not here. Like everybody top to bottom gets along with each other. We all have a good time. There's no beef going around. Like it just makes the environment so much fun. Like uh, everybody wants to get in here to see each other. Like people always be telling us like we act like brothers all the time and those different types of things so it's just it's just a great environment to come in here every day knowing guys have the same mentality knowing guys want to work and knowing guys want to get that win and so it's just fun every single day to do that yeah being around you guys i've noticed too you know some other programs i've covered or teams there seems like there's a barrier between the coaches and the mm-hmm. players i don't get that feeling around you guys especially with your staff i mean coach raglan's just one of you guys mm-hmm. get along so well so you are you impressed with with how quickly this has changed here at evansville in terms of the product on the floor and also just the family feel uh no i'm not impressed just because of like uh, Coach Rags always say, when the people that he brought in, he wanted to make sure that he brought in winners. So everybody from top to bottom that we have in here has had uh, winning at some point in their life. So that's something that we wanted from the jump. Obviously, we, want, we wanted it last when we first got in. didn't necessarily happen how we wanted to. But we knew going into the future, like, we was going to win. Like, we got guys that want to work. We got guys that want to grind 24-7. And so we knew this was going to happen. I know it might seem like it's a little quick than normal programs, but we know if we put in the work, we know uh, we show the guys the right things to do that they'll be able, be able to get on the court and put the uh, right product out there for that. So you're in charge of the offense. want to talk about a few players. Uh, Tanner Cuff almost had a triple-double in the game on Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, his assist turnover numbers are, are impressive. He's, he's top 10 in college basketball. So mm-hmm. having a guy like that, uh, what impresses you most about Cuff's game? Uh, T. Cuff, uh, his game kind of reminds me of when I played back when I was at Butler, kind of the dribble post, the floaters, the different kind of unique ways that he finished around the basket. And he makes he makes my job easy, literally. I just tell T. Cuff to post up and make a play out of it. Like, <laughs> he makes me look great, and I appreciate it for it. But just, just the way that he plays and uh, – the, the, the unique way of, uh, that he plays, like it's hard for teams to scout that. Like you can say you want to go double, but he's such a great passer. So then you want to stay with him one-on-one and he's just bigger than the guards that's uh, guarding him. So he's a tough matchup every single night. And so teams have not figured out how to stop him. And he makes our team go. I tell him every single time when he gets on that floor, like he, get, he brings that second energy for the, uh, for the second unit to keep us going against the other team. Yeah, I've seen Toomey's play well the last few games. Really the whole season, Toomey's mm-hmm. played well. And that was a guy that uh, we'd hope would take strides forward from last year. Yep. What have you seen in terms of his game improvement-wise? Um, he's not settling um, for for the jump shot the team's going to give, give yeah. to him. Like I told him, like you're going to get those shots within the flow of the game. But to start the game, you want to make sure. You're going to be quicker than every big man that you play at your position. So just working on getting to the basket, finishing through contact, get to the free throw line first. And then after that rhythm gets going, now you get to your little jab step uh, shot. And then now you get your catch and shoot three. So I think he's just figuring out how to pick and choose the spots. He's going, he's rebounding, he's rebounding the ball a lot better this year. So he's taking pride in that and uh, just being he just step, stepping up being a leader and uh, taking ownership of his game and helping us win games so he's been doing a great job so far this season let's talk about your career just a bit you had a few stops before coming to Evansville mm-hmm. I know you crossed paths with coach Ragland I believe a few times throughout your career mm-hmm. um, the one before he came to Evansville you were at UND and he was yes. at Butler right yes. so fairly close there but your relationship with him before coming to Evansville was what uh, so basically I didn't have much of a relationship with him uh, obviously when I was at UND I graduated 
graduated from Butler, played at Butler. So I went to the games. I went to the games a lot of times, and they always had like a room, basically how we have at Evansville, where we have like the chalk talk before the game, and you talk to the fans about what's going to happen on. And I always was in there with them. And then I would see Rags in there. He just said, what's up? We get to talking and everything like that. And that's just kind of how the relationship built. And uh, he – he knew somebody on the women's staff that I also knew, and that's how that connection went there after Raglan got the coaching job at Evansville, and that's where that kind of connection went. And then also uh, my teammate my freshman year, uh, Ronald Norad, went to back-to-back national championships. He's coaching with the Atlanta Hawks right now, I think. Uh, him and uh, Rags coached together also, and then that's another way that that connection helps. So it's just the basketball world is weird how connections happen and how people meet all the time. Yeah. At the small world, yes. certainly, yeah. Your first gig was at IU Kokomo. You were mm-hmm. a 2016 grad at Butler, played a couple of years in the G League, and mm-hmm. then got into coaching. So did you always know you wanted to coach, or was there a certain moment where kind of the, the switch flipped, hey, I'm going to do this? Uh, no, actually uh – when like Brad Stevens and Chris Holman asked me if I ever wanted to coach, I told them never in my life. <laughs> I always told them I would never want to coach in my life because I knew what I put them through <laughs> when I was <laughs> when I was playing. But uh, kind of after I finished after I finished playing in the G League, I didn't have I didn't really know where I was gonna go. And uh, my uh, next door neighbor at the time, uh, Eric Eckerbarger, he was an assistant at McKinsey University D2 school, and uh, he ended up getting the head coaching job at IU Kokomo. And when he first got the job it's crazy because I was going to my brother's graduation and I was just sending him a message saying was going to ask him like if I could be a GA at IU Kokomo or something but I didn't have a service so the message never went through and then after I left the graduation I had I actually had a message from coach uh coach E he was like hey man uh I want to reach out to you and see would you like to uh be the assistant coach at IU Kokomo And I was like, definitely. So then we had a meeting, had lunch, had a meeting just talking about uh, what I knew about coaching and then how, like, it would be a big step for me getting into this thing. Like, he was telling me all the uh, pros and cons and everything, and it was something that I wanted to get into. into. And so I did, and, like, he changed my life. So I'll forever be grateful for him. You mentioned whenever, for example, Brad Stevens asked you, hey, you're going to coach, and you said no right away. Mm -hmm. That's changed, obviously. So what have you found about this profession to be rewarding, something that you want to do for a long time? Um, just helping out helping out the younger guys, like going through things uh, that I've been through and I can help them navigate yeah. to try to get where they want to go. Obviously, everybody wants to uh, make it to the league or make it uh, to pro. So I, I've made it at a great level at the G League. And so I kind of can help them navigate on things they need to do rather it's on the court, off the court, what they need to be studying, what they need to be working on, their games and everything like that. And then also just if basketball, when basketball finally ends, like making sure you have another, uh, you have something else that you can do after, whether it's in coaching and business, just making sure that you always have something to fall back on because like everybody says, like the ball is going to eventually stop uh, dribbling. Let's go back to your uh, playing days just a bit. You averaged 11 points, six rebounds over your career at Butler, mm-hmm. 2016 grad. Your top 15 in many categories, starts, assists, rebounds, steals, points. I would think a lot of people in this area probably saw you play on TV growing <laughs> up and stuff, but for people that didn't get a chance to watch you, how would you describe yourself as a player? I was kind of, like I said, I was kind of a, a unique player, uh, tough nose, play hard, get downhill, finish at the basket. Obviously want to make sure I get my teammates involved. And uh, like I said, it's kind of like T-cuff game is kind of similar to how I play. Obviously, I didn't shoot as much. Like I had a, a really good floater game around the basket, so that's kind of why my game was unique, the way I was able to get my shots 
shots off around the uh, basket and things like that. I was able to play positions one through four. Uh, very great defense, very good defender. So I just think the way that I play was kind of unique and not a lot of people kind of played that way. So I think that's what stood out with me about my time playing at Butler. I know you had to fight through some wrist injuries as mm-hmm. well. How much did that impact your game? Uh, impacted a lot. So that was going into my junior year summer going to the summer of my junior year out in Australia first play of the game I ended up falling on my wrist out in Australia on the trip and then ended up tore four to five main ligaments in my wrist and so basically basically I was just my left hand was done so basically just working on my right hand working on my floaters and uh, getting into the best shape of my life and honestly when I when I came back from that injury I think I was only like five percent body fat yeah. and so it was, that helped me get my conditioning helped me get my floater helped me get my touch around the basket and so that helped out a lot with me you went to O'Fallon High School um, your top five in rebounds and points all the time your high school head coach was Rick Gibson how much mm-hmm. does he mean to you uh, Rick Gibson he's my guy like I still anytime I'm around town like I'll talk to him talk to uh, Eric Meinkult who's assistant like all my guys there they're still in town uh, it meant a lot uh, the way that he just let me play he let me play freely like basically he just gave me the ball and was like hey you do your thing like I trust what you're going to do out yeah. there and like we won a lot of games obviously uh, my junior year we had the best record in program history going 30 and 2 and so I made it to uh, semi, uh, made it to the semifinals in state. We lost to uh, Simeon with uh, Jabari Parker. That was his freshman year. I want to win like four straight state champ- state championships. But now nah, Rick Gibson meant a lot to me, just giving me the opportunity and just uh, you know I like some guys when. Um, they get to high school, they might already know they're going to have a uh, varsity jersey. Like, he made me work. I had to – I started out fre- – I basically played freshman my entire year. Yeah. Then at the end of the season, I was able to get up on varsity. And then sophomore year, through the senior year, play varsity the rest of the time. And then just let me play my game. And so I'm grateful for him for that. Yeah, I know, like, you know, throughout your, your high school career, when did you think you noticed, hey, I got a chance to, to play at the next level? You kind of bulked up in high school. So mm-hmm. when was the moment you're like, hey, I can maybe play at the next level? Uh, it was probably going – Going, probably going from my sophomore to my junior okay. is kind of when I hit like a real growth spurt and actually like started getting into the weight room because before then like we was required to take a weight room class but I never I never did anything I just I got kicked out a lot of that class <laughs> I, I, I never I never did anything in there and so finally I started taking seriously um the uh, St. Louis Eagles, they uh, they came to one of my practice, and they was actually coming to recruit one of my friends, one of my best friends. They was coming to recruit him, and they ended up seeing me play there, and then they was like, yeah, we want to bring him also. And then I was able to play with the St. Louis Eagles, travel around the country, see, like, the top coaches. You see Coach K, Coach Calipari, Izzo in the front stands. Obviously, I played with two NBA players and uh, Ben McLemore and Bradley Bill, so we had all the top coaches at every single game, and just me still being able to play my game the exact same way, still finish around the basket, still score, still be able to compete with the top players like Austin Rivers, Michael Kidd, Gilch. Uh, Gilchrist, like playing against those top guys every single week, then that's kind of where it clicked. And I was like, yeah, I can, re- I can really do this. Like, I can compete with this guy. I can definitely compete with the guys back home. Growing up, was it always just basketball? Or did you play other sports too? Uh, I played football. I played football going all the way up into my sophomore year in high school. And I, I actually, I was really good. So my freshman year, I was just going to stick to uh, I was just going to stick to basketball, okay. and then the uh, football coach, Coach Joggers, he came up to me. He's like, "Hey, man, like, you don't have to do summer workouts, but 
if you want to play, you just come out and play basketball. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, if I want to do some workouts, I can definitely do that. So I played my freshman year. I was a tight end then, so I played then. And then the following year, he was like, nah, you have to do some workouts. And then <laughs> I called it quits on football after that. So yeah, I did definitely play football. And it's crazy. After uh, after I finished up at Butler, actually the uh, the Colts, and the Patriots asked uh, asked Brad Stevens if I wanted to try out for their teams. Really? After I finished up, yep, after I finished playing. And, and you, you said no to that? <laughs> yeah, I told him no, yeah. I did. Uh, for a little bit, I was getting ready for the Colts uh, at the time. That's when Dwayne Allen was there. So he he came to a lot of our games, so me and him became boys. So I was okay. I was working out with him a lot in the summers, kind of preparing for it. But then I just I just stuck with basketball after that. Looking back on it, do you wish you would have tried out, or are you glad you just Uh No, I'm glad. My I have a bad back, so I felt like I wouldn't have survived this long anyway. So I'm, <laughs> no, I'm fine with where I'm at. <laughs> Uh, growing up, who were some guys that you enjoyed watching? Uh, you maybe tried to emulate your game after or some of your favorite players to watch on TV? Uh, well, just growing up, growing up, like my favorite players were like Kobe Bryant and Dwayne Wade and uh, things like that. But I, I never like tried to like emulate their game. Uh, I was just always playing. I was a guy, I was like one of those kids, like I was always playing outside against my older brother, against my older cousins, obviously. They're, I'm playing against grown men, and they're beating me every single time, pushing me on the ground and stuff like that. And so I really just kind of learned playing basketball like that, just playing outside, playing that tough nose basketball. And then that's kind of how I got that uh, motivation of being tough, not uh, not being scared to play against people just because of what I was taught growing up and just playing against grown men my entire life. And I, I kind of felt like, Nowadays, kids kind of get away from that. They kind of go to like individual workouts and stuff. They don't really get that playing against older guys, learning to lose when you're younger, and learning how to beat through those obstacles uh, growing up. And it, it helped me. It helped me a lot in turning into the guy I am today when I play basketball. I was going to ask this later, but a perfect segue with your comment there. So I know you know it hasn't even been ten years since you graduated from Butler, but mm-hmm. as you look back, let's you know, whatever seven eight years ago. Do you feel like the game is a bit different than it was whenever you played? And if so, in what ways? Uh, yes, I think the game is different just the way the um, just the way the offense is called because nowadays it's more it's more freedom of movement kind of the way that we play. Also, like more teams are going to basically like to read and react offense, whether it's whether then it's just heavy sets twenty four seven, and I just kind of feel like because. The one thing that is good, like the way the guys have individual workouts and things that they do, like offensively, like guys' game is so much better than it was when I played. So I think that help that helps out a lot and what stands out differently than when I than when I played. But I think the defensive stuff uh, a lot of people have gotten away from it. They don't really take as much pride on the defensive end. Like there it's more like I get scored on, I'm gonna just get a bucket back on you. Whereas when I played I feel like I know when I was at Butler, we had like one of the top defenses every year, and like that's something I always took pride on, like not letting the guy score on. Like if a guy scored four points on me, like I'm pissed off about it, and right. I kind of feel like that's different nowadays. It's kind of if you score on me, I'm gonna get a bucket right back on you rather than getting the stop. When you were at Butler, you played for three different coaches, right? Brad Stevens, yep. Brandon Miller, and Chris Holtman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brad was your, your freshman season. You know, it's interesting now with the college landscape, guys move all over the place as players, especially mm-hmm. if their coach leaves. You know, you stayed at Butler your whole career. What do you think about the college landscape now with the flexibility to move around so much? Do you like it? I mean, it's more of a challenge in your role now, but what are your mm-hmm. thoughts on how college sports is? Uh, I mean, it's, it's different. 
uh, trying to trying to get adjusted to how things are going. I kind of felt like the um, NCAA kind of made it a free-for-all to start off, and now they're trying to play catch-up with it. And so with them trying to play catch-up with it, we're trying to figure out what their next move is going to be. So, I mean, I get it. Uh, some like some some cases, you're going to be in a tough scenario where things really don't work out. You and the coach might mutually agree that this is not going to be the best spot. You might not rise to the potential, or the coach might not have promised some things that he told you. But then it's just a lot of scenarios. Guys, um, they don't like to work. They don't like to work to get to their position. And I think that's what I think that's uh, what's really different. Like if you get to a spot and you're not starting right away, you're like, all right, I'm out of here. Which people really don't know. Like a lot of freshmen don't. Play, a lot of freshmen don't play right away. You got to sit back, do your time, and then once you get in there, be able to uh, to produce. So I know that's how it was for me when I first started at Butler. I wasn't. I was coming off the bench. Like I've never came off the bench in my life. So that was something for me. And so what I had to do, I just make sure I grinded every day in practice, make sure I'm always in the gym, know the film, know everything. And then eventually I got the starting spot and started the rest of my career. I think I have the most starts in Butler history. So that's just something like, I think nowadays kids, when uh, they have um, things they're going through, they don't want to fight through it. They just want to go to the next spot. And it don't always end up good for them most of the times. <laughs> going through three coaches, how much of a challenge was that for you? Or do you feel like the Butler culture was so strong that it was really pretty seamless? Uh, yeah, it was very challenging, uh, especially when uh, especially when Brad especially when Brad left because he uh, he was the sole he was the sole reason I came to Butler. And it, it's crazy because I was actually – I was in St. Louis because I left early. I finished my class early, and I was in St. Louis getting a tattoo. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting on – I'm sitting on uh, – getting, tat- getting tatted, and my phone is just buzzing, 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 buzzing. I'm, they're like, you need to get that? I'm like, I'm fine. Like, it's just buzzing. And I finally look at it. You get Brad Stevens, Brad Stevens takes the Boston Celtics <laughs> job. I have like eight missed calls from Brad because I guess they had a meeting that morning, but I was getting I was getting tatted, and so he called me. I'm like, man, like I like I came here because of you. Like I didn't. You're the only reason I came here, and so a lot of people thought I was going to transfer after that. But then I talked to my teammates, talked to the AD Barry Collier, and everything like that. Just going through the process, like who who would be who would possibly be the new next coach and everything like that. And I just thought, like I said, decided to stick it, uh, stick through it. And like we had Brandon Miller for a year, and then that's the year I was actually out, so I didn't even play that year. And then Holtman took over my last two years, so I'm glad that I stuck through it, just because a lot of people don't know how to fight through adversity, and then that stuff that helps you out later on in your career. And that's that's the thing I I don't think these younger kids know. Like you can't run from everything. Like it's gonna be it's gonna be things you're going through, and you're gonna have to find a way to fight through it at some point in your life. Do you stay in contact with Brad Stevens much? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Uh, I always ask him, like, man, are you going to ever get back in coaching? And I, I, I think he's enjoying what he's doing right now. So I, he's the Boston Celtics. They've been rolling the last couple of years going. But, yeah, I stay in contact with him. Stay in contact with Holtman. Like, those are my guys. Mm-hmm. So when you got to Butler, that was right after the back-to-back mm-hmm. national championship appearances, right? Yep. Um, you played in a couple of NCAA tournaments. Mm-hmm. What was that experience like playing in the tournament? Uh, it's a it's a great experience. Just um, just the environment and like you you can just feel it in the air. I think my first 
tournament was at Rupp Arena, if I'm not mistaken. And so that was my first time ever being in there. And like you hear about you hear about the environment and things like that. And like I said, the NCAA tournament, those are one of the uh, best events that you can play in just from the fan perspective, the back and forth. And just every, when, every time I was playing, we was always the underdog, no matter if we was the higher seed or not. So it, it always made it better for us to win. Like I lost, we went three times, lost in the second, lost in the second round every time, lost to uh, Virginia, Notre Dame. Can't think of the last team right now that I lost to. But, yeah, went to the tournament three times, and I, I loved every experience of it. We're talking about some of the big games in terms of the tournament. In mm -hmm. your career at Butler, do you have one favorite game or one favorite moment? Didn't you hit a game winner when college game day was there? <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah, yep, yep, yep. So it was actually – it was like two – I think it was either a couple of days before my birthday or a couple of days after my birthday. College game day was in town, and uh, our best player at the time, Rodney Clark, was out. Uh, yeah, I got hurt the game before when we was in Dayton. He had a neck injury. And so going against Gonzaga, like it was a, obviously I played on my freshman year. It was like a home-to-home -home that we had set up with him. So I was excited for the game. Obviously two top ten teams in the country. You get Jay Billis, Jalen Rose, all those guys are there. You see them on TV all the time. Then we have actually, actually one of our guys, one of the uh, kids at Butler ended up making a half court shot during college game day. So, the uh, so the environment was going crazy all day, and just knowing not to, even though the game's not going to be played to 9 p.m. So it was a crazy it was a crazy event. Obviously, I hit the game winner, and like I didn't get out of the gym until like after midnight. Like, <laughs> but no, those was one of the best feelings ever. So I asked DJ Ballantyne this question a couple weeks ago. If Coach Ragwin told you, hey, put on your shoes, you have to play tonight. You haven't practiced nothing. How many points would you drop in the game tonight, you think? How many points would I drop? I would yep. probably drop about, I think I'd give you a good 14, 6, and 4. I think that would be a <laughs> nice little stat line. What did DJ say? DJ said he dropped 20 easy. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, DJ's not a realistic guy. I've, I've seen him move. <laughs> I think you're, you're more humble than yes, DJ. I guess, I, yeah, oh, 100%. So we also 100%. talked to if you guys play one-on-one. -on -one. He said he had to limit the dribbles because you would just back your way in and score at the rim. So if you're playing one-on-one, -on -one, who would win? Uh, I would beat DJ no matter how many dribbles. We could have zero. I still would beat him. <laughs> and he knows that 100% fact. <laughs> do, you, do you guys ever play one-on-one? -on -one? No, he's scared. No, he's literally scared. Like, I – Guys talk about it all the time. We went one on one. I told him I can play right now, and he he always fakes like he has a back injury, knee injury. <laughs> like, fam, you're 30 years old. Like, you're 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 not you're not that old. Like, if we can go out there and play one on one, but yes, DJ Ballantyne is scared to play me one on one. <laughs> now, if you were if you were playing today, of course, NIL is a big deal. So, mm -hmm. what would a dream NIL deal be for you? Well, a dream NIL deal would probably be. Probably be unlimited Qdoba. I could probably yeah, I could probably eat Qdoba every single day, and yeah, I, that's how much I love Qdoba. I wish I wish they had NILs back when I was playing. I feel like I would, I'd probably have a good amount of money right now still yeah. <laughs> from that like NIL deals. So we talked about the NCAA and their landscape a bit. Do you like that? The fact that players can make some money off their skill? Yes, I love it. I was actually I was talking to one of my friends uh, a couple of days ago about the NIL deal and we was talking about back when I was in college and I was going in the store to buy my mom a Christmas jersey and I'm buying her uh 
a Butler jersey, and I'm buying. I'm I'm having to buy my own number twenty one jersey in the <laughs> store, and obviously they're like, "It's not your name." I'm like, "Well, it won the twenty one jersey the year after I left." So <laughs> obviously they change the numbers every year for guys that's on the team. So I was just talking to them. Me and my friend was talking about laughing at that. Like now it's crazy. You got nil deals with the guys' jerseys and their names <laughs> on the back of it. So it's just crazy how times has changed with that. But now I'm ha- I'm happy these guys get paid. Like I think they deserve it. Let's start to finish up here with Roosevelt Jones. Um, different topic. Christmas is coming up next week. Mm-hmm. Growing up for you, give us your favorite uh, tradition you guys had or, or memory of Christmas as a kid and maybe a favorite gift, too. Uh, Well, I, I know my my favorite gift was my, bro- my brother got me a dog uh, when I was a young kid, and it's crazy because when, we got, when he opened the present for the dog, as soon as the dog came out, it – it uh, <laughs> it used the bathroom over my stepdad's <laughs> brand new suit that he got, oh, wow. <laughs> so that was a big time. But uh, usually on Christmas, uh, with my family, we usually just keep it. We usually just keep it small. Uh, usually just be me, my mom, my stepdad, and then usually we'll go either to my sister's house or my brother's house. But no, it's a great time. Like that's one of the few times that as a bas- as basketball players, you know, you rarely get any breaks. That's the one time that you get to get back home. So get to get back home, enjoy time with the family and friends before you get back to work all right last question for you game tonight then nine days off before the aces play cincinnati then after that's conference play the rest of the way so yes. as we get set for for valley play in january and february what do you think are some keys for this team to continue to improve and have a successful conference year um just keep just keep believing and trusting what we're doing on uh, both ends of the floor offensively and defensively and just just having that tough mindset i'm glad that we got to play two valley games already so it kind of get our newer guys knowing how intense the games are going to be and how hard it's going to be able to win road games so just keep trusting what we're doing and just keep uh stacking days every single day whenever we get back from this break every single day and be ready to get some wins Roosevelt, thanks for your time. Glad to have you at Evansville. And again, thanks for your time. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. So that wraps up episode 10 of Aces on the Air with Roosevelt Jones. Appreciate Roosevelt's time and certainly enjoy having him on campus every day and look forward to many more conversations down the road. One note before we go, there will be no episode next week due to Christmas break, so we'll come your way again the first week of January. We hope everyone has a very Merry Christmas, and we remind you as well that during this downtime, you can always go back and listen to previous episodes. They are archived on Spotify and Apple. Just search Aces on the Air. You can also go online to gopurpleaces.com under the Fans tab. You will find the Aces on the Air section, and you can listen to all 10 of the episodes we've done the first semester of this year. So until the new year, I'm Jevin Rebin. Thanks for tuning in. Go Aces, and hope everyone has a Merry Christmas. Get the home field advantage every time with Fairfield by Marriott, official hotel partner of the NCAA. Whether you're a student athlete working toward your championship dreams or your team's biggest fan, Fairfield has everything you need to get ready for game day. From comfortable guest rooms to complimentary hot breakfast, Fairfield is part of the Marriott Bonvoy portfolio of hotels. Visit fairfield.marriott.com to book your next game day stay.